Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business besties. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of A Creative Life. Today, we are very, very excited to be interviewing the incredible Kate White, who is here to speak to us all about human design. Welcome, Kate. Hi, guys. Hi, Kate. Ridiculously excited to be here. And warning to everybody um, no kids around because I might occasionally swear. Yeah, cool. (laughs) All the mamas out there. put those earphones in. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, we are all about just being, you know, authentic ourselves. So no worries at all. Thanks for the warning. So Cass has asked that I start these um, interview episodes with a card reading. So just pulling a card for the collective. So before we logged on today, I did a bit of a meditation and I channeled to pick a card for the collective of a creative life. So I'm going to read out the card that I've pulled for you all listening today. So the card is called Sensitivity. It's so beautiful. It's a gorgeous rose um, with a deep blue background. And this is the meaning. Heightened intuition and compassion. You are becoming more sensitive to the energy and vibrations that precede all physical creation. We can all sense these energies, but our rational minds often override our feelings. Sense beyond what you see with your eyes and hear in your mind. Trust your heart will bring together the most up-to-date information through your senses. When we are open to sensing and feeling love, it also means we're open to sensing and feeling fear. This clarifies the importance of actively choosing where you place your gaze and focus your energy. Don't let old stories determine what you will think and feel. There is no hiding behind words. Feeling sorry for another or situation doesn't help them or yourself. It takes you to a place where you can't hear any solutions and feeds back what they already know. You came here to create reality, not to accept it. You attract what you are, not what you think or what you say, but what you feel. Celebrate your sensitivity. Without it, you may not realise you have a choice. So what do you want to bring into your life? Wow. I love that so much. And it leads so beautifully into human design and everything we're going to talk about with you, Kate, today. Yeah, I was just thinking about that from a frequency point of view. I got all fuzzy and I was like, oh, that's so weird. It's that, you know, attraction field and what we put out and what we're pulling in. So very, very juicy. Yeah. And that we all come here so differently and so uniquely. So it's up to us to shape that version of reality. And I know for me, Kate, you have introduced human design to me and it like, we talk all the time and it has, yeah, it's changed my perspective so much. So I'll, I'll just hand it over to you, Kate, and, and just let you, I guess, describe who you are, what you've been doing, what you do now and, and yeah, what human design, I guess, is all about. Oh my gosh, that is such a loaded question, Cass. You I know. It. Oh my God, biggest question well. ever. Please tell me about your whole life. Your whole Here life. Here we go. And now. No, the, really, so 
human design is, I like to think of it as a permission slip to be all of who you already are. So human design itself is like a melting pot of many different systems like astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, quantum mechanics. It was channeled by some dude um, called Ra Uruhu back in 1987. And he then dedicated the rest of his life to sharing the message. And the message is that you are who you are for a reason. And it's about embracing all of your uniqueness. It's about being differentiated instead of homogenized in form. And as far as human design is concerned, the body is the life. Our mind, who we think we are, is a passenger, it's the witness. So if anyone's familiar with non-dual teachings, it's this idea that we are with what is and that's it. But what tends to happen is we have this, you know, narrative in our heads about, oh, no, this is wrong or that's right or comparisonitis comes in. But human design essentially gives us an energetic manual for how our bioform best operates. And when we trust that, then there's just less resistance. So human design doesn't promise you that you're going to make a gazillion dollars or that your business is suddenly going to be found by everyone or, in fact, that your relationships will be any better. What human design does do, though, is makes you love who you are. Because when you realise that you being the unique individual that you're designed to be and you share that with the world and you just don't give a flying shit what anybody else thinks anymore, we can move mountains. And that's why I share it. It's not because I think anybody needs it. In fact, many of the people that... I find are living most authentically, don't need human design. You know, they they love surfing and when they're surfing, ideas come to them and then they come home and they trust themselves. So really it's a tool of trust and it's an awareness tool. Um, and the reason I share it so passionately is that I for a very long time was a massive people pleaser and I worked in industries where my intellect my ability to see patterns, which I now know is part of my human design, but my ability to be up there with the boys. I worked in oil and gas as a cost and business analyst. Um, and so I was really rewarded financially and with recognition for bringing the intellectual goods to the table. But I'm a creative being and I'm deeply intu intuitive and I just felt that there was something missing and human design came through my sister. She introduced me to a sister modality, Gene Keys, um, in 2016. I then discovered human design shortly after, hated my type, wanted to be a completely different type. I thought I, <laughs> I, thought I was ripped off. I was like, this is not me. What did you want to be? I wanted to be a reflector, thought I was a projector. Oh, Turns out oh. I'm a Manny Gen, <laughs> which totally makes sense now. But when I first read it, Something about it sat at a cellular level, but my mind was like, ah, this isn't it. So I put it aside for about six months. And then as always happens, if something's meant to be, it came back into my life. And I was living back on a farm in WA, my partner's farm. We just ended up there after a sporadic road trip. And I just felt there was something more. And I then found that because I was open to kind of like miracles happening, job offers came. I wanted to move back to Queensland, but I couldn't justify the leap. And then a random job offer came on a massive project with mm. insane money. And I'm like, 
okay, let's go for it. And (laughs) I'm really someone now that just trusts my life. So what I'm doing at the moment is human design, but mainly in a mentoring capacity. Uh, I used to previously do one-off readings and soul maps, which I'll talk about a bit later, uh, but mainly mentoring one-on-one. And now I'm also transitioning into doing design work, something that I've been toying with on the side for a very long time, um, but I can't ignore those yearnings anymore. So you guys have caught me in that pivot moment. Um, So yeah, yeah, I'm all things and no things simultaneously and watch this space basically. That's so exciting. And with human design, I guess for for those that are brand new to it, I don't even know what their design is or is like, how do you find out your design? Like maybe you could touch on like the main types of human design and also maybe how you you go about finding out what your human design is. Yeah, absolutely. So finding out about your human design, uh, there's several places. We'll actually provide the links for people because, you know, there's different places you can go. Two most popular places I recommend are jovianarchive.com and mybodygraph.com. They appear to be the most accurate Jovian Archive also has a lot of resources and were the body that Ra Uruhu, the founder of human design, chose to continue that message. So that's why I tend to send people to Jovian Archive. But basically you'll plug in your details. Now you will need your uh, location, specific location of birth and your time. Now the time of birth is really, really important, particularly if you start looking at your design at a really granular level because there are some components to the system that do change in 5, 10, 15-minute increments. They're not a big deal, but for some people, and I've seen this myself, it can actually change the type. So if you have to, like, call mum, call dad, um, call the hospital, you know, look anywhere you possibly can to get an accurate birth time. Once you've got those Mm -hmm. details, you plug it all in and you'll be met with this ridiculous Um, picture of a human with nine centers those centers will either be colored in or they will be white or a combination of the two and that essentially will tell you your energetic blueprint Um, there's so many resources available on instagram like i said joeinarchive.com is a really good starting point Um, you can certainly follow people like myself but you know once you are bitten by the bug you will very quickly find a way to get new information. But essentially, as a top layer... It's like a rabbit hole, isn't it? It is. And it's one of those things, again, the mind can be seduced by all the information because we all want to know who we are. We all want to know what our purpose is, you know. And for a while there, I was doing readings specific to purpose. And after a while, I just didn't feel good about doing them anymore. So for me, it's a quick pivot. When my energy is not there, it's a no. And so... With human design, you can find yourself going into so many rabbit holes and nuances and contradictions, uh, which is always fun. But at its core is this idea that you are already operating correctly. You are already all of you. It's about becoming okay with it. It's stopping the comparison particularly as creatives and business owners, that because someone else runs their business that way, you have to run your business that way. Or because this person took those three steps to success and they post that many times a day and they don't, they're not vulnerable, but these people are vulnerable. There's all these contradicting messages. But how do you naturally show up? 
you'll notice that there's a natural way you share. Some people are more likely to share through writing, other people through voice, some people through video, other people like, um, you know, sharing memes. We all have a natural way we communicate anyway. And instead of trying to fit ourselves into these little, little boxes and be acceptable, human design appears to give us the permission to be just all of us. And so within human design, totally. five types, those five types, um, well, there's four aura types, but five types, which I won't get into all the blah, blah about it, but essentially there's the manifesto, which is about 8% of the population. So the manifesto is here to basically start shit. They're, they're innovative. They follow creative urges. They're not here to wait around for other people to make shit happen. Now, this doesn't mean that they have uh, a random idea because they're always having ideas in the shower and then they go out and do the thing. For manifestors, it is quite literally a deep connection to source and it's through these urges. These urges they receive are almost like if they don't do the thing, it will cripple them. So it's this deep movement towards something. Now, Part of their energy means that they're quite closed off. So they're kind of like wearing an aura of a beach ball. And so they're designed to sort of bump into people. In that bumping into people, some people are going to be like, oh, that was awesome. What are you up to? And other people are going to be like, ugh, I hate that person. So <laughs> yeah, it can be hard right. for the manifesto. You know, it's a love-hate relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in design work, it's that attract and repel. Yeah. Okay. So that's manifesta. I love that. How many did you say? What's the percentage? The I only percent know one manifesta in my whole life, actually. Yeah. So percentage wise, it's about 8%. But again, I always yeah, right. find percentages interesting because, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a data nerd. So I always go, yeah, but maybe there's certain types less likely to even look at their charts. So where are we getting the data yeah. from? Yeah. But That's from so true. the people that have entered my life and certainly from a lot of my peers who also do human design, these percentages seem pretty accurate when you actually pull out all your data and go, oh, well, there we go. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so number one, manifesta. Number second one, manifesta. Um, the second type is the generator. So the generator aura type um, is our builder. So this is 70% of the population and includes the subtype of the manifesting generator. But generators' auras, are it's, it's they're open, so the complete opposite of the manifester. So rather than going out there and making shit happen, the generator's aura pulls life to them. They actually magnetise life into their very, very open aura. And they're our, they're our life force energy of the planet. These are our, our builders. These are people that want to grow a business. These are our crafters, our creators. And what can sometimes happen with generators is that they can get so fixated on the go and create your life, you know, the Nike slogan of just do it, that they're forcing shit uphill. Instead of realising that... Life is kind of like going to a restaurant and there's a smorgasbord there and you can just stand there and it's just all coming to you and you just, it, it's just a completely different way of doing life than we're taught. And with our generators, it's all about response and it's responding in the moment. So that moment to moment response, the sacral is going to bite you up with a yes or a no. Depending on other factors in your chart, you may then need to wait it out for a little bit to then make your final decision. But if the sacral is not engaged, it's a no. Now, 
It can also be difficult as generators because we're taught to use our words from a very young age. But actually, generators are our grunters. You know, these are, think about kids, little toddlers and how they respond. They're, they're just, it's coming from the body. It's like, eh, do you want some banana? Eh, that's a no. Or maybe there's no sound at all. Well, <laughs> they screw up their nose. And, you know, for a yes, it's like, uh-huh, or mm, mm. You know, it's it's really embarrassing sometimes being a generator once you're starting the deconditioning pro- process you're... because, you know, it's you go around grunting all the time. because that's both Cass and right. I. Yeah, so yeah we're nodding and laughing because yeah. we're both generators. Yeah, so both yeah. Cass and Sam are generators. Um, I'm then the other part of the generator type. I'm the manifesting generator. So our auras work the same. We're pulling life in. The difference with a generator uh, manifesting generator is that we have an aspect of our energy that operates in response like the manifester does and that's because we have energy from a powerful motor up to our throat so I won't get into the super specifics if people are interested they'll find information uh, but essentially it means that we get those creative urges and bursts and they're often inconvenient they're often in the middle of me doing something else and so my energy is designed to pivot pivot very quickly to have multiple interests. And it's very, very healthy for a manifesting generator to have varied focus versus the pure generator that the two of you beautiful ladies are uh, can be really powerful when you really focus and harness that energy into one thing. doesn't mean doing one thing for life, but it would mean looking like I'm just going to focus on this, then I've done it, it feels complete, and then you focus on something else. Versus the Manny Gem, and I also have ADHD, so that's a disclaimer as well. I follow the dopamine, and that keeps me sane. Semi. Yeah. Um, next up, we have our projectors. So, projectors are about 21% of the population. Uh, they are our beautiful guides. So, projectors, auras, I kind of think of their aura as like a, an ice cream cone with the pointy part of the ice cream cone pointing out from their body. And they can't help but actually penetrate into the identity of other beings, particularly us generator Mm. types. So they're uniquely here. I love that because I have so many projector friends. Sorry, Kate. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. It's a beautiful relationship. Tapping into us, Sam. Yeah. And (laughs) and this is the thing too with projectors, you know, if uh, once projectors are recognised for their natural leadership and guidance then they just sparkle you know projectors sometimes have a bit of a rough end of the stick I feel and I've got a lot of family members that are projectors but their energy their their success or their signature for life their hey I'm in alignment I'm doing the thing is success but their reminder that they're out of alignment is bitterness now those are so far apart that I just feel sometimes you know and I didn't touch on this earlier but with generator types you know ours is um, satisfaction and frustration but those two energies feel a bit closer and it's peace Mm. um peace and anger for the manifester but bitterness and success just seem so far apart yeah and so much of that is in this idea that we're all taught again to go out and force ourselves onto life Whereas with the projector, projectors mm. are really designed to be a lighthouse. They share what they're into. They share what they're studying. They share what they love. And they quite literally act as a lighthouse. And then we're all kind of like doing our thing and suddenly we notice this light and we're like, oh, oh my gosh. And we go toward the light. And when we're hooked, mm. the guidance they are able to offer 
particularly us generator types, it, it, it just, everything else pales in comparison to it. And they are uniquely designed to see the other one-on-one. It doesn't mean they can't work in groups, but it just means so from a creative point of view, you know, the projector creative is going to hear what's not being said. It's going to be able to read between the lines. This, When I say it's, it's the energy of the projector naturally is going to be like, oh, I know they're not excited about this business. And they'll actually say if you come to them for branding, the projector will call you out and say, do you know that you'll get more excited when you talk about that? And then suddenly the generator's mm. going, oh, my gosh, yes, you're so right. Oh, my gosh. And all of a sudden they <laughs> change their entire business. So the gift of the projector um, as we move into this new there's a lot happening behind the scenes energetically. As we move towards this new phase, we are really going to need our projectors to be in alignment. So if you have projectors in your life, just just mm. love on them. And if you do feel that pull to work with them, reach out. The more recognition they receive, yeah. the more calm they become in their own body and the less they try and force their opinion on others, which as we all know, yeah. unsolicited advice is shit. No one likes it. Um, and so the more a projector can recognise that we come to them as generator types, the more power they hold. And the happier the whole earth is because we're all part playing our part within the whole. Totally. I agree. They're so powerful when they're in alignment, projectors. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all, this is the beautiful thing, we've, we are all so special when we realise that we are all being uniquely guided for a reason that none of us can actually fathom, then you realise that, you reaching out to someone because the pull's there is healthy and the knock on the butterfly effect of that yeah. just blows you away when you sometimes get to witness it. Lucky last are our beautiful reflectors. So reflectors, uh, otherwise known as unicorns, uh, 1% of the population. I like to think of them as our energetic collective barometer. They are going to let us all know based on their energetic frequency how they are showing up in life, how healthy the collective is. So their bodies quite literally will show us. If you have a reflector in your life and they're not happy or not healthy, and I mean consistently, really take a look at the environment they're in. Take a look at the impact your energy might be having on them because they are here to step into an environment. They're absolutely incredible in a a, um, business or in an office or like an HR or even within yours coming into as like a consultant to be able to go, yeah, people aren't happy. (laughs) I feel off here. Yeah, they're like a mirror. Yeah, absolutely. And they're here to sample the energy of everybody. What's interesting is they are uniquely designed as lunar beings. The rest of us are sun beings, but the reflector is a lunar being. And that essentially means waiting a lunar cycle to make any big decisions. Part of the reason for that is that Mm. their openness means that as we see the transits through the sky going through that moon cycle, they quite literally go through being different types. So you might essentially meet them and we're going through a transit where we're all lit up as a manifesting generator. Your reflected friend is going to feel like a manifesting generator. So it's really recognising the health and well-being through your reflector friends and they're able to really guide us in a different way than the projector. The projector, like I said, one-on-one, that intimate, deep connection. Then we've got our reflector who I think of as more of your collective guide. Um, But uniquely, we all do our thing. We bring to this beautiful melting pot. It's like a cauldron. We're all bubbling away. And 
if we all just trust how we uniquely are set up and that's our heart, I don't mean the heart in human design, but, you know, just trust the yearnings of your soul, then we don't need human design. But so many of us yeah, don't so trust true. it. I, I love that kind of umbrella yeah. over it. I think it's really important to take, isn't it? Like you can take what you want from human design um, and then like overall it's your intuition that guides us all or what you feel within that guides 100%. us all. Yeah, and we're uniquely, everyone, I won't get into all of the decision-making mechanisms because there are many and they're very nuanced. Uh, if people want to find out more, like I said, just do a deep dive on Instagram, Jovian Archive, come and have a chat to me. My DMs are always open. But you realise that, and I've been in my experiment now for quite some time, and I have wobbly days. Cass has been witness to quite a few of those. And then I have other days where quite literally my partner and I, based in response, my partner is a... Uh, generator a pure generator like you guys and you know something came up at his work we were working about uh, four hours north of here and he was a farm manager at an avocado farm so keeps getting promoted yada 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 and something happened he's like nah we're out of here and it's really interesting because I just trust intuition my response was yep yep let's do this and because we've been just trusting ourselves. And Brad couldn't give a rat's about human design. He loves it. I love it. But he just trusts himself. So as far as Brad's concerned, he's like, yeah, but if I don't want to do it, I don't do it. I'm like, how do you know? And he's like, well, I just get like my body moves me there or it doesn't. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so jealous. But it essentially means- We hate that men are so simplistic. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so- What do you mean? Like, I don't want to do it. So. Yeah. And that is- he doesn't need to know the, the layers of human design. In fact, knowing the layers of human design would probably confuse him, um, not because he's not a smart dude, but just because it would just, he'd be, he wouldn't need it. So he'd be like, well, or why? Think it. Why? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just means and that he's already living that way. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, for us, being in that position to set ourselves up financially because we've been making these intuitive decisions, you know, Brad and I will when it's right for us, drop everything, move to the sunny coast, Brad's quit his job, he's taking a year off, you know, you just trust it's okay. And for some people that's human design, other people it's astrology, some people it's a tarot, like I said, some people it's surfing, some people it's crocheting. It doesn't need to be human design. And part of my reason for sharing it is that it needs to be simple. Mm, trust yourself. So true. If you, as a creative don't want to show up the way that everyone else is telling you to show up, don't. But are you brave enough to show up the way that you're being called to show up? Probs not. Oh, I'm, can we just like, we need to mic like, drop. Mic drop that. Do you know what? One of the next questions is what advice would you give to creatives in using their human design? I feel like you just answered it. Like that is such good advice. <laughs> yeah. It's well, so good. But, well, I think it's also for me being you know, I've been in this process for a while. Um, it does seem to change the longer you're in the process. But like I said, wobbly days, there's days that I am so much in my head and it's difficult for me because, you know, I used to get paid a lot of money to be very analytical. Uh, so it can be really hard for me to drop into my body sometimes. But again, it's that we all know when we're doing something to perform for our audience versus when we just suddenly have this urge to like 
scribble out something and then we pop it up and we kind of completely detach from the outcome and it ends up being exactly what somebody needed to hear or read and Cass I know you had this happen recently and I'm sure you have had as well Sam and it happens for me all the time and it's realizing the less I think about shit the more life just happens the way it's meant to and it happens in such an extraordinary way that I could not have planned and so even with creativity it sometimes means resting when everyone else is telling you to push it sometimes means um, not doing the thing everyone else is doing another example is that we're all being told that we need to be the expert for some of us that's just not bloody true Cass for example it is true Cass has an aspect of her energy that ensures that she's deeply skeptical she is going to want to get to the bottom of shit she is going to explore things she wants to discover she wants to build a strong foundation and teach from that space that naturally aligns her with the archetype of the expert or the authority sam on the other hand has this natural talent this latent talent that's waiting to be called out so sam's there you know making this extraordinary meal and and we're all perving on her from you know the street which sounds really creepy i wish but... <laughs> i come back the worst cook ever but i love this example in dreamland you're an amazing cook i'll, I'll let your husband know oh yes um, i'll take it <laughs> but you're just doing your thing and we're all watching in awe and we're like oh my gosh you you need a cooking show and you're like, no, oh, no, nah, this old thing. But this these natural gifts and talents. This is a... Yeah, soul readings, 100%. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, nah, this is nothing. Like, yeah. I'm like, doesn't everyone what? just what? listen to the intuition? No. It's not normal. No, it's not normal. And that's, it just highlights it, actually. Let's let's all just um, get on the bandwagon with Sam. Yeah. Sam is like the soul reading queen. There's a natural intuition and her human design, actually, it's hilarious, is led by intuition. This deeply intuitive soul, uh, we all just need to get on the rah-rah cheerleading bandwagon and, I don't know, hit her up every couple of days, just reminding her of her yeah. skill set. Thank you. And that calls her <laughs> out. I think I've annoyed her enough that she's finally put soul readings on her. Yes. <laughs> Repertoire. Yeah. I love it. But, Thanks, you know, guys. and that's it, you know, really recognising that what if you're not here to be an expert? You know, so for Cass it's yeah. very healthy mm -hmm. for her to, you know, actually point out now I tried I I've got Dubsado here are some um you know do you want to use Honeybook Dubsado do you want to use what's the other ones can't even think of the other ones Hello Bonsai for uh, customer relationship management software Cass can actually be then like I've tried all of these she's not necessarily going to recommend one because by the time that's all ended she might be like actually I don't want to use any of them but I know this information that I've obtained can be really really helpful for other people and so she's able to basically get the information out there so people can build, the, build their solid foundation and then for Sam in her business it's sharing the passion She's, she's dancing with the cosmos. She's just doing her thing. She's not necessarily having to go through a trial and error process like I do. And she's not necessarily having to develop a deep foundation like Cass does. It's just more for Sam, just really trusting that when she's lit up, when she's passionate and she shares it, that will pull in the right people. For me, I am mm -hmm. all about trial and error. So I often find out what works through figuring out what doesn't work. I often won't know if I'm good at something, like something, until I've taken at least four steps into it, made a complete ass of myself or succeeded, and then I actually invite people into my process of trial and error and discovery. 
And it's trusting that I can never position myself as an expert because quite frankly, I always shift, pivot, morph and change. So in fact, my gift then to the community as a third line would all be about, you know what, (laughs) you might as well give it a go because you're either going to fail or succeed. Just jump in. And what I love about you is you know everything. So you know something about everything. (laughs) There's not one thing that I can ask Kate about and she doesn't know about it because she's read it or researched it or tried it or, you know, like, but that is such a gift. And that is what, like, I love how you talk about human design because you are a cheerleader for every single type of human design. And, you know, you see everybody, like everyone has these amazing strengths and you give that to people because they don't see it in themselves. And I know human design has done that for me because, I've realized I don't have to be like anybody else. I, I just have to be like me. And yeah, I think you give that gift to people too, which is amazing. It's so special. You're so good at what you do too, Kate. You're a perfect person for it. You, you actually just mentioned then how you're a third line with trial and error. Do you want to maybe quickly touch on what the profiles are or the lines are? If anyone's listening, they're like, I have no idea. She's lost me yet. Lines. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh. You don't have to go into each type, but maybe like... um. Yeah, the fact that people have these numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So another aspect you'll see in your human design when you pull up your chart is something called a profile. It will be one number, a slash, and then another number. There's 12 12 profiles in total and there's six lines. So they're going to be numbers one through six. The first number in front is going to be your conscious energy. It's your personality. You're probably more familiar with the vibe of that. And the one after the slash is your unconscious. It's your body. And this is something that other people notice in you. And it's also something that I've noticed as I'm getting older, that I'm seeing it more and more and more. So it's playing out whether you like it or not. You can't manipulate it. (laughs) You can kind of manipulate your first number because you you can kind of see it it makes sense so when I'm referring Mm. to being a third line I I my combination of numbers are the three and the five so I'll go through the lines but basically we're touching on it earlier when I was kind of rabbiting on about the two of you so Cass is a first line which is the investigator here to build a solid foundation deeply skeptical by nature doesn't trust anybody else's information dives into it for themselves This means that they're then able to impart so much knowledge and so much wisdom and have that authority vibe. And it's simply that, you know, when Cass shares something, you know she hasn't just ripped it off the internet. You know she's actually gone Mm. and done the research. Whether she then advises you to go with this or that or even tells you what she's using personally, her real role is to be able to take the insecurity out of maybe starting a business so that people are like, oh my God, I've got the skills. So I'm not a loser. And now I step into it. And that's exactly what your course is part of, is kind of building that skill set for people. Yeah. So for Cass, that's her, the line after uh, the slash. So it's her unconscious line. So the investigator quality is something that just plays out and she's probably going to, as she gets older, you'll probably notice that more and more Cass. (laughs) But yeah, that I, and I wasn't aware of it until yeah, and I'm like, oh, actually, I do do that. And, yeah, and then it becomes more conscious because you, I guess, you become aware and then you don't start to notice it. Yeah, and it's an awareness tool anyway. And the thing is this is happening whether you notice it or not. Uh, it's just funny after a while noticing it and other people going, oh, I bet you they're that line. Uh, but yes. for yeah. Sam, <laughs> exactly. Sam, we were talking about that second line, the natural talent. 
And that second line for, for Sam is actually unconscious as well. So it's interesting that the first and second lines for the two of you are both in your unconscious, um, in your bodies. Um, but this is oh, that yeah. natural talent. Yeah. So for Sam, it really does need to be called out because she's oblivious to it. You know, she might have these inklings yeah. and deep intuition, but it's, and I have many second lines in my family and they just have no idea. And so I'm sitting here going, <laughs> oh my gosh, do you have any idea it's how so good you are? It's to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bloody good. And so they need to be called out. Um, it's otherwise known as the hermit. So you think of the hermit. I just want to be left alone to do my thing. Um, don't bug me. Yeah. Just, just leave me alone. <laughs> And then it gets called totally. out. It like then... when my husband wants to come in and chat, and I'm like, I'm working. Like the door's shut. Yes. Like <laughs> I'm in my little working hole. Just leave me alone in my cave. Yeah, that's it. That's exact. That's a perfect um, kind of visual for, for the energy of the hermit. And then we have the third line, which is me, which is the martyr. Lovely name. Uh, but the martyr, again, is like I said, is learning through actual physically doing the thing. So I can do all the research in the world. I can know all about what um, software to use to, you know, create a website. But the third line is going to force me to actually get subscriptions for all of them, waste a gazillion dollars, actually do F4 with any of them externally, but internally, I'm always plodding away and doing this and just never showing the world. And that's really healthy for me because in the process, I acquire knowledge and wisdom that others not may not necessarily have because they haven't actually gone into the depths of it. It does mean that yeah. as a third line, you it can feel like you're making a lot of mistakes, but those mistakes aren't mistakes, they're discoveries and they're discoveries to be shared. The first mm. second yeah, first, second, third lines are very much more a personal experience. And then the fourth, fifth and sixth lines are more transpersonal. We're then leading into this needs to be externalised. Oh, it's just there's so much in human design, isn't there? It's just it's very detailed. (laughs) Yeah, and then you've got the gates and all that sort of thing, which obviously like we won't go into, but it personalises it so much more. Um, Absolutely. And it's so fascinating to discover because you can really dive into your own chart and then you realise it's like it's almost like no two charts can be the same. Is that true, Kate? Because I feel like it's like a it's like a fingerprint. It's like they're all so unique. Well, yeah, and that that's the beauty of it. Apparently, it's something like there's three other people that will have your exact chart. Now, again, right. it's anything's possible. I am de- definitely someone that I don't know what anything is. Like I have no idea what's right, wrong, true, and untrue. Um, and again, it's all relative, based on the individual. Anyway, we're all here for a unique experience. But according to information that's out there, there's four people that will have the same energetic signature. Wow. The interesting thing is you might meet someone that's pretty much got all the top layers that are identical to yours and yet mm-hmm. they've had different life experiences. There's high expressions, low expressions. Yeah. Again, it's so much fun to dive into these really nitty-gritty layers, particularly for people that naturally love digging deeper but again, some of my, some of the clients that have had the biggest aha moments are actually clients more like Cass, who kind of goes, that makes sense. That feels right in my body. And then you just run with it versus other clients who literally need to get down to the nitty gritty, which is healthy, but there's been no experimentation. 
So, yeah. you know, it, 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 we can have so much fun with this. I am obsessed with it. I, I read into it every day. I then watch people. I then witness my own life and go, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there I go doing that embarrassing thing again. But I can't help it. Like you realise that there is no choice. The, the the slogan with human design is actually no choice, which if everyone actually realised that, they probably wouldn't get into human design <laughs> because oh, you suddenly true. become aware that your life has a life of its own. And the beauty yeah. of it is getting to be the passenger and, you know, it's like it's you're looking out the window going, holy shit, I did not know we were on this trip. This is insane. Instead we try and totally. manipulate it, guide it, um, yeah. distort it. Um, and it just, human design can be a rabbit hole. I've seen so many people fall into and it puts them even more into their mind, even more li- more into yeah. who they think they are. paralyzes them almost. That's right, yeah. yep. But I don't want to deter people uh, because there's some people that w- we need to have this knowledge and people that are meant to have this knowledge to share and integrate with others will naturally feel called to this podcast, somebody else's. What I've said won't even make sense, but they'll feel a pull. And for other people, they don't need to know all of the the details. Uh, Again, the biggest realisations for me were that as a manager, I'm here to do multiple things. Uh, There was one stage there that I was a a Reiki practitioner. I was doing hand lettering and I was also a cost analyst on a project at the same time. And there's no... There's no connecting the dots on them. And I was like, why can't I pick something? Like, what's wrong with me? There's something seriously yes. wrong. Until I realised, manage M, third line, trial and error process. I also have an energy in me called jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> but <laughs> it's that's all how I naturally operate anyway. Before I forget that's in such like, a chatter. That's the biggest per- Yeah, go. Oh, sorry. No, no, go. What are you going to say? Were you going to say biggest permission slip? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's permission. It's the biggest permission. That's all it is. Yeah. It's the, just, I get to be myself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Done. There you go. So, Kate, before we're going to have to start wrapping this interview up, which is really, really sad, but there is some, the question that's been on our mind from a previous episode that Cass and I did, where we realized we both planned similarly, where we were not huge planners, but we do have kind of long-term goals and then we kind of go with the flow. Um, in in short term is that a generator thing and if so are the other types different or is that more specific to other parts in a chart Mm, the latter specific to other parts in a chart there are some people that are here to be very strategic very specific about their goals dreams desires there's some people that are meant to be fully in flow there's some people here that are quite literally meant to have uh, just exist in the moment to moment to moment. In fact, I'd argue that every single one of us is actually here to experiment a life full of freefall. Um, what's been happening with weather lately in, what is it, two states here in Australia has just proven to us you can have all the plans you want, but life can throw something at you and we all then respond or we're invited into this next level of ourselves or or we we go about initiating things like we all naturally then will play and dance with life so there are some people that will naturally um want to or, or be able to see a strong pattern 
There's other people that are very goal oriented. There's some people that are here to struggle. And actually in their day-to-day life, there will be a struggle, but part of that struggle will actually be overcoming the struggle and that's super healthy for them. So it's very, very nuanced. Um, As Mm. generator types, particularly if you are a sacral authority, which is a decision-making mechanism, which like I said, there's lots of information out there on, it is a moment-to-moment yes, no. Yes, I'm doing the thing. No, I'm not doing the thing. Oh, looks like I'm moving to Siberia. Oh, shit. And you can plan all you want. You can have these big dreams, but life is going to have its way with you regardless. But if it feels good to have dreams, have dreams. If it feels good to have goals, if you freaking love checking shit off a checklist, check shit off the checklist. Because as generator types in particular, if you love the idea, and I used to like do to-do lists based on what I'd already done so I could tick them off. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, so much fun. Because then I get this little rush and it's that rush when you are excited, that's the energy you're putting out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's potentially a really beautiful place to end. What do you think? Is there anything else you wanted to ask, Cass? I just wanted to touch on, like, I think um, just as a final point, like for creatives practically, My human design is all about practicality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, I just wanted to say that in, as a creative entrepreneur, like we can all go about this differently and we can use this tool to actually pursue our passions differently. And what it might look like on a practical level is receiving an inquiry in your inbox and instantly for me, my body tells me whether that's a yes or a no before my brain. Like, like these little things, um, you know, I, I don't have to, um, you know, do social media a certain way, or I don't have to go out and find clients. I can attract them because, you know, that's how I operate in the world. And I think just giving creatives permission that there are so many ways to do it based on how you feel is is right, is the right way for you. And, and, and I know that human design has done that for me. So I just wanted to reiterate that from, yeah, a creative entrepreneurial perspective. Thank you for sharing that, Cass. I think it is really helpful. I love this practical part of you because it just then clears everything up for every everyone else. Mm-hmm. Is that a part of our chart as well, Kate? It's so helpful. Yeah, it's actually... If we've got a couple more minutes, do we have two more minutes? Sure. Cool. So we were touching on the third, the <laughs> one, 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 two, three lines. There's also four, five, six lines that we probably don't want to leave people hanging on. The fourth line that we're talking about as far as your profile goes, fourth lines are heart, heart-to-heart connection, connectors, intimate relationships, friendships. It's about their network and their community. They are natural influences with the people that give a shit about them. Versus the fifth line, which is Cass and I, this is your heretic. So the heretic's actually better with strangers. So that whole no like trust factor, very powerful for a fourth line. With a fifth line, it doesn't. A fifth line's energy is very seductive and actually you can stumble on Cass's account and be like, holy shit, oh my gosh, he has this $2,000 thing, I'm going to buy it. There doesn't have to be any lead time and nurturing and everything like that for a fifth line. It's here to universalize. Um, for Cass, a strong foundation. For me, my trial and error process. Um, so again, you know, you've got a fourth line which is really good with their network. Doesn't mean they're not good with strangers, but are particularly potent with the people in their field. And then a fifth line that 
you realize in business, do you really have to be effing around doing a nurturing, welcoming sequence on your email list, for example? And then finally, we have our sixth line, which is the role model, which is Sam. And the role model has some phases to it, which we don't have time to get into at the moment. But really, this is role modeling human behavior. And the one thing we all know about human behavior is that it's extreme. There is no one way. And the role model actually through going through a discovery process and going through a period of integration and healing and kind of like a who gives a flying shit, I'm me, I'm going to love me, and this is how me operates in this world. And you come into the rest of us and we're just like, holy crap, Ola, who is that person? That person feels so them. And that's that sixth line energy. Yeah. yeah. So you can see then if you're owning that in your business as a sixth line, you don't need to compare yourself. In fact, unfollow everyone that you actually aren't speaking to on a daily basis. Anyone that you're using for inspo, just you don't need it. Oh, I'm always still learning with human design. I feel like every time I hear about it, I pick up something else that I didn't get last time. Mm. So cool. Well, I think we have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for your time today, Kate. This has been an amazing, amazing chat. We really appreciate it. My yeah, pleasure. We could obviously talk about this forever. <laughs> so maybe maybe next time, maybe another <laughs> detailed a episode two. in the future. Yeah, yeah that's two, right. And that's part right. two could actually be more, you know, fifth line and fifth line and the sixth line going, oh, yep, yep, it, it all applies. We can do whatever we want kind of vibes. Means that the practical application in your creative business is actually where I froth like that's my level of expertise it's why I don't do individual stuff anymore it's like if you're mentoring with me we go deep beyond that there's so many other people I recommend at that more surface level but yeah maybe next time absolutely thank you so much Kay and we'll speak to you soon see you guys thanks Kay thank you for joining us on a creative life you can follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design, at Revelust Design, and of course the podcast Instagram at A Creative Life Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to be featured on the potty with your own question, shoot us an email to hello at a creative life podcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Big love.